0: Chapter 5 of The Forty-Five Guardsmen by Alexander Dumas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia. Chapter 5 The Execution The councillors entered. Well, gentlemen, said the king, is there anything new? Sire, replied the president, we come to beg your majesty to promise life to the criminal. He has revelations to make which... "'On this promise we shall obtain.' "'But have we not obtained them?' "'Yes, in part. Is that enough for your majesty?' "'No,' said Catherine. "'And the king has determined to postpone the execution "'if the culprit will sign a confession, "'substantiating his depositions before the judge.' "'Yes,' said Henry. "'And you can let the prisoner know this.' "'Your majesty has nothing to add?' Only that there must be no variation in the confessions, or I withdraw my promise. They must be complete. Yes, sire, with the names of the compromised parties. With all the names. Even if they are of high rank? If they were those of my nearest relations. It shall be as your majesty wishes. No misunderstanding, Monsieur Brisson. Writing materials shall be brought to the prisoner, and he will write his confessions. After that we shall see. But may I promise? Oh, yes, promise. Monsieur Brisson and the councillors withdrew. He will speak, sire, said the queen, and your majesty will pardon him. See the foam on his lips. No, said Catherine. He is seeking something. What is it? Parbleu, said Henry. He seeks Monsieur le Duc de Guise, Monsieur le Duc de Parma, and my brother, the very Catholic king. Yes, seek. Wait. Do you believe there is more chance of rescue on the Place de Greve than on the route from Flanders? Salcede had seen the archers sent off for the horses, and he understood that the order for punishment was about to be given, and it was then that he bit his lips till they were covered with blood, as the queen had remarked. Not one murmured he. Not one of those who had promised me help! Cowards! Cowards! The horses were now seen making their way through the crowd, and creating everywhere an opening which closed immediately behind them. As they passed the corner of the Rue Saint-Vanerie, a handsome young man, whom we have seen before, was pushed forward impatiently by a young lad, apparently about seventeen. It was Vicomte Anton de Carmaigne, and the mysterious page quick cried the page throw yourself into the opening there is not a moment to lose but we shall be stifled you are mad my little friend i must be near cried the page imperiously keep close to the horses or we shall never arrive there but before we get there you will be torn to pieces never mind me only go on the horses will kick "'Take hold of the tail of the last. A horse never kicks when you hold him so.' "'Ernanton gave way in spite of himself "'to the mysterious influence of this lad "'and seized the tail of the horse "'while the page clung to him. "'And thus, through the crowd, "'waving like the sea, "'leaving here a piece of a cloak "'and there a fragment of a doublet, "'they arrived with the horses "'at a few steps from the scaffold. "'Have we arrived?' "'asked the young man, panting. "'Yes, happily,' answered Ernanton for I am exhausted!" "I cannot see!" "Come before me!" "Oh, no, not yet; what are they doing?" "Making slip-knots at the ends of the cords!" "And he, what is he doing?" "Who?" "The condemned!" "His eyes turn incessantly from side to side!" The horses were near enough to enable the executioner to tie the feet and hands of the criminal to the harness. Salcide uttered a cry when he felt the cord in contact with his flesh. Monsieur, said the lieutenant Tanchon to him politely, will it please you to address the people? And added in a whisper, a confession will save your life. Salcide looked earnestly at him as though to read the truth in his eyes. You see, continued Tanchon, they abandon you, there is no other hope in the world but what I offer you. Well, said Salcy with a sigh. I am ready to speak. It is a written and signed confession that the king exacts. Then untie my hands and give me a pen, and I will write it. They loosened the cords from his wrists, and an usher who stood near with writing materials placed them before him on the scaffold. Now, said Tanchon, state everything Do not fear I will not forget those who have forgotten me. But as he spoke, he cast another glance around. While this was passing, the page seizing the hand of Ernanton cried, Monsieur, take me in your arms, I beg you, and raise me above the heads of the people who prevent me from seeing. Ah, you are insatiable, young man. This one more service, I must see the condemned, indeed I must. Then, as Ernanton still hesitated, he cried, For pity's sake, monsieur, I entreat you! Ernanton raised him in his arms at this last appeal, and was somewhat astonished at the delicacy of the body he held. Just as Salcide had taken the pen and looked round, as we have said, he saw this young lad above the crowd, with two fingers placed on his lips. An indescribable joy spread itself instantaneously over the face of the condemned man, for he recognized the signal so impatiently waited for, and which announced that aid was near. After a moment's hesitation, however, he took the paper and began to write. He writes, cried the crowd. He writes, exclaimed Catherine. He writes, cried the king, and I will pardon him. Suddenly, Salcide stopped and looked again at the lad who repeated the signal. He wrote on, Then stopped to look once more, the signal was repeated again. Have you finished? asked Tanchon. Yes. Then sign. Salcede signed, with his eyes still fixed on the young man. For the king alone, said he, and he gave the paper to the usher, though with hesitation. If you have disclosed all, said Tanchon, you are safe. A strange smile strayed over the lips of Salcide. Ernanton, who was fatigued, wished now to put down the page, who made no opposition. With him disappeared all that had sustained the unfortunate man. He looked round wildly and cried, Well, come! No one answered. Quick! Quick! The king holds the paper! He is reading! Still there was no response. The king unfolded the paper. Thousand devils, cried Southside, if they have deceived me. Yet it was she, it really was she. No sooner had the king read the first lines than he called out indignantly, Oh, the wretch! What is it, my son? He retracts all. He pretends that he confessed nothing, and he declares that the geezers are innocent of any plot. But, said Catherine, if it be true— he lies, cried the king. How do you know, my son? Perhaps the Guises have been calumniated. The judges in their zeal may have put false interpretation on the de- depositions. Oh, no, madame, I heard them myself, cried Henry. You, my son? Yes, I. How so? When the criminal was questioned, I was behind a curtain and heard all he said. Well— Then if he will have it, order the horses to pull. Henry, in anger, gave the sign. It was repeated. The cords were refastened. Four men jumped on the horses, which, urged by violent blows, started off in opposite directions. A horrible cracking and a terrible cry was heard. The blood was seen to spout from the limbs of the unhappy man, whose face was no longer that of a man, but of a demon. Ah, heaven! He cried, "'I will speak! I will tell all! "'Ah! Cursed Dutch!' The voice had been heard above everything, but suddenly it ceased. "'Stop! Stop!' cried Catherine. "'Let him speak!' But it was too late. The head of Salcede fell helplessly on one side. He glanced once more to where he had seen the page and then expired. Tanchon gave some rapid orders to his archers, who plunged into the crowd in the direction indicated by Salcide's glance. "'I am discovered,' said the page to Ernanton. "'For pity's sake, aid me. They come, they come!' "'What do you want?' "'To fly. Do you not see that it is me they want?' "'But who are you, then?' "'A woman. Oh, save me, protect me!' Ernanton turned pale, but generosity triumphed over fear, He placed his protégé before him, opened a path with blows, and pushed her toward the corner of the Rue de Mouton, toward an open door. Into this door she entered, and she seemed to have been expected for it closed behind her. Ernanton had not even time to ask her name or where he should find her again, but in disappearing she had made a sign full of promise. Meanwhile Catherine was standing up in her place, full of rage. My son, said she at last. You would do well to change your executioner. He is a leaguer. What do you mean, mother? Salcede suffered only one draw, and he is dead. Because he was too sensible to pain? No, but because he has been strangled with a fine cord underneath the scaffold, just as he was about to accuse those who let him die. Let a doctor examine him, and I am certain that he will find round his neck the circle that the cord has left. You are right, cried Henry with flashing eyes. My cousin of Guise is better served than I am. Hush, my son, eclat. we shall only be laughed at, for once more we have missed our aim. Joyeuse did well to go and amuse himself elsewhere, said the king. One can reckon on nothing in this world, not even on punishments. Come, ladies, let us go. End of chapter 5